The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and said, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For men, this is impossible, but for God, all things are possible. Then Peter said to him in reply, We have given up everything and followed you. What will there be for us? Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, that you who have followed me in the new age, when the Son of Man is seated on his throne of glory, will yourselves sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for the sake of my name will receive a hundred times more and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord. Last night I attended a very special event at St. Scholastica Monastery. It was the first profession of Sister Sienna Fisk as a nun in the monastic way of life. The little chapel of their new monastery was not quite full, but the sisters were there, as well as many family and friends, to support Sister Sienna with lots of love. We all prayed evening prayer together. And then the prioress, Sister Kimberly, led a brief ceremony of profession in which Sienna went from being called a novice to being called a sister. This step was a temporary profession, which lasts for only three years. At the end of these three years, Sister Sienna can make a final profession to be a nun for the rest of her life, or she can bow out gracefully, no harm, no, harm, no foul. <laughs> I find it very sad that most people only talk about the old monastery being demolished and totally miss how the Holy Spirit and the sisters are still building the new monastery with living stones. As we read in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 5, Come to him, a living stone, rejected by human beings, but chosen and precious in the sight of God. The first pope, Peter, continued, And like living stones, let yourself be built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now, there were probably some people who thought that Sister Sienna was wasting her life becoming a nun. 
and may, may even have rejected her. She is certainly a talented, attractive, and very able young woman with great promise in any career she may have chosen to pursue. Why did she choose to be a living stone instead of an old stone that made up the old monastery that was demolished? I think to desire to be a living spiritual stone and not merely a material old stone requires the breakthrough of faith. The breakthrough of faith. What does that mean? Well, sometimes we think our true happiness consists in more and more of what we already enjoy. More cheesecake, a cooler car, a larger house, faster Wi-Fi. <laughs> the breakthrough of faith occurs the minute that we glimpse that happiness is not just quantitatively more, but qualitatively more than what we have at present. That is what it takes to go from being a novice to being a sister. You know, it's like trying to tell a small child who only wants more Coca-Cola and macaroni and cheese <laughs> that someday they will enjoy a filet mignon and Cabernet Sauvignon. The child will think a mountain of mac and cheese and rivers of Coca-Cola is far better than a little six-ounce filet and a half-empty glass of cab. In other words, they still think that quantity is better than quality. Like people think the old stones of the crumbling monastery were better than the living stones of the new monastic community. This breakthrough of faith may help us make more sense of Jesus' teachings in the gospel today. First, our Lord says it will be very hard for the rich to enter into heaven. Why? Well, because the pitfall of the worldly wealthy is to think that happiness comes from quantity rather than quality, more material things rather than fewer but more precious spiritual things. And second, when Peter asked Jesus what the reward the apostles will receive for their sacrifices, Jesus answers, they will receive a hundred times more houses and wives and children and lands and will inherit eternal life. Why did Jesus answer that way? Well, because Jesus knows Peter is not yet ready for the filet mignon and the cabernet of faith, but still desires mountains of mac and cheese. Peter's breakthrough of faith will only happen as it does for all of us with Jesus' resurrection. Only then will Peter see the difference between quantity and quality in faith and write a letter about being living stones. After the resurrection, Peter himself will take the step from being just a novice in the faith to being a father in the faith.
My friends, pray for this breakthrough of faith for yourselves, for your children, and for the whole world. Sadly, sometimes we only experience it when tragedy strikes and we lose the material things we pinned all our happiness on. Traumas can teach great truths. But the breakthrough can also unfold gradually, like after two years as a novice in a monastery and feeling ready to take the leap of faith and become a sister. For some of us, the breakthrough of faith will only happen as we lay on our deathbed and hope for the resurrection. C.S. Lewis wrote, But probably this will not, for most of us, happen in a day. Poetry replaces grammar. Gospel replaces law. Longing transforms obedience as gradually as a tide lifts a grounded ship. Praised be Jesus Christ.